Hi everybody, you guys know me, I'm Corey, I'm the Diggity Diggy Dungeon Disaster DJ. I'm here one last final time for our epilogue to say thank you for being here, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, or ring that bell, whatever you guys are doing on whatever you're following us with. Uh, it really helps us, it puts us out there on that algorithm. Uh, stay tuned, because at the end we have a little extra special tweak to the ending, and uh, just again, just another thank you and a... Uh, information on where you can find Season 3. So we were in the middle of the fight, and things just seemed more and more dire as time went on. It just seemed like we couldn't get a foothold, and everything we did was futile but somehow through our faith in each other and our love of each other we managed to come out victorious against solemn and not just at stopping him and killing him but purifying his soul through the very hard work of finn uh, it's hard to know what to say at this point. Everything's finally over for us. And it just seems like something's missing still. Hi everybody, I'm Corey, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm here with the epilogue for season two. Not an actual episode, just a just a telling of what occurs after the main story, what happens to our happily ever after. Let's go ahead and introduce the characters and players here. For the last time, let us go ahead and introduce ourselves and our characters for Season 2. Let's go ahead and let's start with Rodeo. Hi, I'm Rodeo Max, and I will be playing Caster, your great cleric Asimar, for the last time. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be playing Callisto, your half-elf druid, for the last time. Jace. Hey everyone, I'm Jace, and I was playing Caustic, the human keeper of memories. Dust? I almost called you fan again. <laughs> Hello, I am Dust, and for the last time, I will be playing Finn. The human bardlock. And last but not least, our musical audio director, uh, Zer. Hi, I'm Chris, and I am the voice of Zareth. And I guess I'll wrap our introduction up with a big thank you on behalf of all of us. This will probably be said multiple times, this epilogue. But thank you so much for tuning into our little epilogue our little happily ever after as our dungeon master has called it um yeah we all survived <laughs> somehow Barely. that last fight was a doozy so let me let me go ahead and, and basically outline let's let's say a full month past the occurring date In the coming month, after you guys defeat Solemn, 
a lot is going to happen. First off, there are going to be pretty much first-hand accounts of Zalem or uh, can't remember what um, Vagrant, Laura Vagrant, acting strange. A lot of people seeing slips and, and changes in his personality as well as visual distortions as he wasn't really great um, kind of keeping his uh, perception at bay. Um, with Zer's mother uh, kind of accounting for some of that stating that he wasn't necessarily himself and you know, after this this large um, kind of shift in in everything. Storms disappearing, strange occurrences not happening, snow stopping in areas that shouldn't be snowing, because we, we saw a bit of that um, throughout the world. Um, a lot of a lot of people are still going to be skeptical that Solomon was even but there are going to be more than anything, the kingdoms are going to believe it, with basically viable proof from the the royalty. And then what is going to happen is another treaty is going to be signed. The war is going to close. Now, again, there are going to be people who both agree with us and don't agree with us. But that is just the nature of the world. Um, they're going to be setting up more trade routes in between towns from pretty much here on out. And they're going to be putting emphasis on the guild system because for every more trade routes, they are looking to hire more guilds to take those trades back and forth through city. So towns and kingdoms are actually looking to start putting money into the guild system versus just using it as a system to protect people. So there's going to be growth there. Um, there's going to be a legislation put into most kingdoms, probably everything but Sandshade, mostly because Sandshade's always a little bit behind. But um, guilds are going to be able to ask audience um, with kings and queens or lords and ladies over certain events. Now, the, it's an honor system, so they ask you, they asked the, 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 the adventurers to make sure it's important, you know? Not everybody wants to hear about that one goblin off the road that was about to come into town. Like, that's local establishment guard kind of situation, not lord or lady, but um, within reason. Um, Lorbrim returned back to the way it was. The people who were once stone were returned uh, back to their fleshy living beings. Um, the land started regrowth after that, actually. It is cold, and you know, like the plants and stuff aren't great. But you start seeing more winterized plants grow. You start seeing more fish returning to the ocean there. Um, as if whatever curse may have been there actually kind of lift. Um, what else? We've gone through the legislation. We've gone through that. Um, Zer, your mother will step down from royalty. Um, she's going to leave... Uh, Fortosum in the hands of Uni Juni um, who has at this point grown immensely in her time of losing her family and has done studies outside of Fortosum she may not be 100% ready but the people are willing to help her and stand behind her as she grows and learns 
um, awards uh, will kind of be given to the group. Um, you guys will be officially given a legendary guild upgrade. Um, there will be a commemorative statue in Pulpa for the party. And you guys are pretty much given the go-ahead to go pretty much anywhere you want. No restrictions. Um, you are able to speak to whoever you need. No restrictions. No questions asked, whether it be king, queen, lord, or lady. Um, they have asked since you guys have um, been able to get there. That someone does studies on Codius Crystal. Of course, that comes with a paycheck. Um, probably about 3,000 gold per, per person. And that's just a start. I'm trying to think of whatever else we might want to know. Is there anything that the group would like to know about story-wise? Um, yes, Alex. Yeah, um... Callisto is a half-elf, and the last time I brought that up, you told me to hang on. So, are we addressing that now, or are we addressing that later? In a month, over a certain period of time, you will watch your skin turn pale, and where the regular horns were, the, the glass ones, you will find new horns growing through. Um, you, are, you are a white tiefling now, thanks to your uh, demonic deal. And uh, you will regrow a tail this time. Uh, I don't know if you had a tail fully last time, but you do now. Um, your infernal legacy isn't going to be fire anymore. You are going to deal frostbite damage instead. That's really cool. <laughs> Literally. Um, it's cold. Um, I have a, a couple of uh, questions about the details of some of the some of the events that you have brought about. Um, okay. So who 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 on Fortosum's end ended up signing the treaty after a month? Was it was it Princess Uni, or um, is Eris acting as a ward? It would have been your mother and Uni at the same time, as she was okay. acting queen, and Uni is taking over as full queen. Um, once her marriage to a, a dock worker came through, um, who would become the next king. Um, so, um, she, she was there for the interim until new royals were picked. And then, um, because the treaty is meant to last years, the new royals also signed, uh, before they became king and queen, kind of solidifying no matter what happens, you know, whether she stays in charge or uni takes over, that treaty is still solid. And my second main question is, is that when that treaty was signed, I believe that the previous treaty that had been going on for 50-some years um, was signed between all three kingdoms. Now, the Brotherhood of the Pomegranate didn't exactly leave Sandshade in the best repute, um, but would the new treaty include Sandshade with those new trade routes and everything? And how would the group have resolved its reputation with Sandshade after accidentally um, killing a uh, regiment of their guards? 
<laughs> so all three kingdoms will sign it. Um, Sandshade would, of course, give the party a notice that you were to be seen in court for what occurred. Um, with that information, though, um, your your friend who um, survived, um, your Phidium, um, would follow you guys into court with enough proof and designations on what happened to the people those guards questioned. And I put that in quotation. Because we all know that those guards weren't the nicest people. They did not treat people with kindness. And they have murdered people before. So bringing that on to light, Sandshade is cleaning house on guards. And Phidium was named... Phidium was named captain of the guards in Sandshade. Um, where he and Arwen now reside in their own home. Nice. I think everybody was looking at it, but nice. Um, they actually have a wedding coming up in the following year. Um, once Arwen has her first child. Uh, it, it, the, so like it's not like it was back then. There's no stigma of when to have children. You're, no, um, you're. I I was actually at at the end of that uh, dragon's rest. It was a little iffy before. Uh, is it because it got avalanched and then an evil dragon? What's what's it looking like? So, dragon's rest in and of itself is a conglomerate of a few different places. There is a large. Uh, mountainous forest on top, housing a small town. Um, the avalanche actually occurred uh, to a to a decent degree. A lot of the people who were there were inside. Nobody really got hurt. Um, there was about maybe two deaths of people who got caught out there, but they had services. Um, they donated some money towards the family. Bees started coming back, so they're starting to sell honey again. Um, Jason and Martha... Uh, have found Matthew one way or the other. Um, and they are currently residing back home. Um, it is actually found out through a bit of a weird turnabout that through a mix-up with uh, Matthew's magic, Jason was actually brought back to life and is actually their lost child. Um, so they're living as a family now there. Um, Dragon's Rest, however... The entrance to the cave of what was Dragon's Rest is now gone. Nobody knows where it's at. Once the ice kind of covered and the snow hit, that large, wonderful place of dragon treasure is lost to time and space now. Oh, until the next adventurers decide they want to find it. And I guess, yeah, since we hit all the major spots, uh, what's Tansom looking like? So Tansom, um, well, first off, the first thing they're going to do is hold a memorial for all the people lost in the war. Um, they will have a building with, uh, every stone that's used to build it etched with the name of somebody lost in the war. That will be a new temple. It is an open temple for any healers to come, practice, learn magic, and heal with no designated god per se, but a place to learn regenerative magic. Um, Esther would have been there to help 
build that. It's not like it used to be. Um, there, it's it's still beautiful, and they still worship the crystal. They have definitely different temples, of course, but there is an air about the place. It's almost as if you were to go to like I, I don't know if you're an American or not listening, but we have this place called Gettys, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, they still have like cannonballs, kind of in trees and in ground and stuff from the original war, and it's just like this huge memorial place it's both beautiful and yet still sadly a place of mourning and history and just like that's basically what's come up to handsome they, they still worship there but after a huge event like that it 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 kind of leaves a mark on a town anyone else Uh, this may actually need a specific scene slash kind of more focus. Uh, Mayor Hogan needs to be brought to justice. Um, and Caustic will be all about that. Um, yeah, May Mayor Hogan at that point has turned himself in. Um, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that that makes him a better person or anything. He just probably knew he wasn't going to uh, probably see a way out of that. Uh, there's no hiding that you can do from summoning a creature like that. Yeah, there's there's like Caustic as witness and like Eris as witness, I think would be pretty ironclad to be like, yeah, man, you're going down, dude. Like. With, I, I, without even needing witnesses, like he he admits to every last little bit of it. Um, there's not really a court case needed since he turned himself in and admitted to the crimes. I know that might seem. I hope that doesn't seem anticlimactic. No, but like, I I actually kind of like that because like I hadn't considered, like I Jace hadn't considered him capable of doing that, and I don't think Caustic necessarily would have. So I, oddly enough, I think from like time to time during Caustic's travels, they will like come back and assuming that they're like allowed to kind of do like a supervised escort either through the prison like with their dad and have like a day with their dad or take them out on like to a park essentially and like walk around the park with their dad and just be like, hey, we all make mistakes. You made a very bad one and I will never forgive you for that. But we can make ourselves better kind of thing. Yeah, I, they're definitely going to allow you visitation, especially being a, you know, his son and everything. Um, he is in the high end facilities in Fortosum. Um, a lot of people who, <laughs> um, get in trouble for a lot of things, including, but not limited to slavery and stuff like that. Um, you'll, you'll see those people kind of in there and, um, you know, he, he, he gives the portrayal of wanting to change and everything, but he, he's pretty much in there for life. Oh, I know um, he's in there for life. And, like, <laughs> Caustic wouldn't be like, get him out on good behavior. To be like, no, 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 he, he should be in there for life. And I agree that this man should rot. I'm just like, you can be a better person while rotting in a prison cell. Like, we can, it's fine. 
you committed a lot of crimes against, like, God and man, you will face the punishment for that. Yeah. Um, I, th I think, you know, just kind of after a while, you know, there's just this kind of understanding by him that I think, I think Caustic knows he's not really going to 100% change, but at least he's not outwardly trying to destroy the world anymore. Um, you, so there's that. At least. Yeah. You, you remove the possibility of power from a power hungry person and then they have to like change who they are. So that's kind of what Caustic's doing. Start off with, uh, Alex and uh, not Alex Callisto and Caster's wedding. All right. Um, I'll let you guys set the scene and everything. Uh, Callisto knows all about her home and how they would do the wedding and, and stuff like that. And now going to help accentuate the world a bit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I think for one thing, they would probably set up the wedding um, a little ways away from town, uh, kind of keeping with the tradition that was her, going to be her first wedding. Um, there's a very nice little grove just outside of the Grangle Jungle, or right, right outside of the, the, uh, village itself, that I imagine has been starting to regrow after everything burned, um, that's framed in magnolias because that would be her family's flower. And now it's hers too. So I think she would she would guide the party in that general direction and set everything up over there. Caster's, uh, you know, he's dressed up very nice. And before, he, you know, he gets with the whole group, he's, uh, he's probably with, with Finn. Because Finn's gonna be his best man, and he's sitting there, and he's going over his, uh, he's going over his, uh, his notes that he wrote, and he looks pretty nervous, but he looks happy. Allie, on the other hand, looks fucking terrified. Um, she's hanging with Zer. Um, she has got on her dress, uh, because the one that she she had previously that was embroidered, uh, she enjoys embroidery uh burned so she put on the dress that she wore to the ball in fortosum uh nice little green thing um and i think she's hyperventilating a little bit uh just because the last time she tried to marry someone bad things happened um but i like to imagine that zir can calm her down pretty quick he has that power yeah um yeah so Sarah's definitely there and he's just like like blinders on like just like this is gonna happen this is gonna be fine so he'll just start off by um by saying um so Kali when you when you're walking down the aisle what kind of music do you hear I, that definitely gets her out of her funk. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I never thought about music in a wedding. 
Well, I'm sure Finn is probably playing the the liar, imagine, on the, the right side of the aisle. And um I think I I I got wind of of one of the members of your village having some kind of lever activated harp. Um nothing like the kind that we saw in Aharaz or the kinds we see we saw in, in Pulpa. But uh I think I can manage that, and I was just wondering how you imagined yourself walking. Is it is it going to be in a three feel or a, a, a two feel? Is it going to be quick? Is it going to be slow? Um, here, take my arm. I, oh, okay. And he's going to hold his arm out like he's like giving you away. Your dad will be giving it. you away, of course, but um, walk, and there will start humming. And the humming will change, because I imagine Callista is probably like, what the F is happening? So her Absolutely. pace is like, so, but, but eventually, eventually, what, what, what do we end up walking like? I think we end up walking in a three feel. Uh, okay. It's a waltz, definitely. Um, I don't think it's even intentional. That's just kind of how she walks and how she thinks is in, is in threes. Uh, forgive me for using music terms, but it's in three. Um, and eventually, I think she gets a little bit of a handle on herself and pats your arm and says, Okay. We're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this. And I can't imagine someone else better to be doing it with. I hope you mean caster. I I mean caster. I, <laughs> but your help is always appreciated. Of course, really. I'll communicate the three to Finn so that we can coordinate. Um, it's going to be hard to take my eyes off you, walking down the aisle, so that I can match Finn's tempo. Okay, not sure what that means, but I hope it's and a compliment. He, he just stands back and he, he looks at you in your dress, and you've never been more ready. You really think so? I really do. Okay. Then if you say I'm ready... Here we go. And she will step out of the room and go find her father. If we have no other scenes, uh, the ceremony will go quite well. The trees will kind of blow off a few of those those petals from the flowers. Um, the wind will kind of give a good, kind of a soft breeze. It's... <laughs> It's weird because it's a beautiful wedding, but again, off in the background, you hear like every now and then, like the terrifying curdle of like Tyrannosaurus Rexes, weird stuff like that. Just kind of off in the background because this jungle is not a safe place. It's, it's just, <laughs> um, it, I, I love the idea that like the humans and everyone, but Callisto and her family are all just like, what the? hell is going on and everyone else is just like yep 
Normal Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the music will play. You'll go down the aisle. Um, everything will be fine this time. There is no attack on the place. There's no fire. Um, nothing. Um, you guys will say your vows. Yeah, we wrote some. Uh, we did. Oh, but go ahead if you want. You want to start? Sure, I can start. Go for <coughs> it. So Castor will be up there and he'll be holding Callisto by the hands and he'll be looking into her eyes. And I'll say, Callisto, from the moment we met and you saved my life, I knew I wanted you in it forever. You became my first real friend and as time move on, you became my first love. I vow to keep you safe in the most dangerous of times. I vow to bring light to you when there is only darkness to be found. I vow to love you in all your forms, be it tiefling, elf, wolf, bear, or snow. And I vow to stay loyal to you for as long as I draw breath and beyond. Okay, Callie's already crying. Uh, give me 30 seconds, I'm so sorry. My entire vow has just left. I'll be right back. Okay, we're gonna pray this works. Hello, can you all hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Listo will already be tearing up and regretting going second. But she's an emotional girl. That's normal for her. And she will say, Caster. To be honest, I don't know where to start. I can't say that it was love at first sight. But what I can say is that ever since the moment we met, I knew there was something special about you. And I knew that whether or not you were in my life, you were going to be someone great. And I've never been more certain of that than I am right now. My Melme, my beloved. Over the past year, I've come to realize that there is nothing more I want in the world than to spend my life with you. I vow that everything I have and everything I am will always be yours. I vow that I will be the shoulder you cry on and the arms that will always catch you when you fall. I vow that no matter what happens, Come fire or rain, sickness or pain, or even death itself. I will love you with every part of my soul from now until the end of time. Astra teared up too. Of course, then you guys will be told uh, wedding is, um, wedding vows has been said. You will be not pronounced man and wife. Um, there will be the kiss of the bride. Bam. 
She dips him. Oh. And then, um, you know, you guys will head off to your honeymoon, of course, after the small reception, a little bit of music playing, um, lots of food. Um, but then again, in this world, when it, when doesn't incendium have a shit ton of food? Um, would you like to describe it one last time? Um, you know what? Sure. <laughs> Do it to us so until got... you don't worry. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, You've got the large wedding cake, of course, that has been baked uh, via a nice stone stove. Um, so it's got that kind of like crisp bread to it. Um, they have freshly turned a little bit of butter and sugar to make a kind of like a, just like a, a light frosting. And unlike wedding cakes in our world, it's not covered in it. It's just got a little dollop here and there for one decoration and, and two for a little bit of flavor. Um, past the cake, though... Of course, you've got plenty of other foods, like lots of mashed potatoes, huge, about three or four bowls of those, um, roasted potatoes, sweet potatoes. Uh, you have corn on the cob. Um, they have created, well, they didn't create it. They have hunted down uh, for the meat eaters, and you guys have bronchiosaurus barbecue ribs, um, which are absolutely humongous. Uh, but the meat is supple, it's tender, It's uh, the barbecue has kind of like that thick, thickness to it. it's like a thick sauce it's got a, a hefty pepper to it but also that that nice sweetness they've added a little bit of like sugar to it some natural sugar like some tree sap sugar um other than that you mostly have some vegetarian options you've got lots of salad there's a huge salad bar uh between like vegetables that you can add in cherry tomatoes just kind of fresh stuff that's grown in and to top everything off at the very end of the table is this um, large, uh, what your people would consider a large wedding jello, um, which has, uh, like kind of sprigates of, of different types of plants and saplings that are edible, uh, just kind of floating in there. And in the dead center, they've used some sort of natural food dye to create two rings, uh, kind of encircling each other inside the jello. Um, and you know, everybody gets, gets a piece of that. It's, it's kind of nice actually. It's, I don't know if you like Jello, but Jello is good for me. I love Jello so much. I I will explain why I'm laughing when we're off camera. <laughs> okay. Um. I believe after that they will have, um, kind of a family honeymoon retreat somewhere in the jungle that is uh, kind of in a safe cove. It has a building that. Um, each member of your family will will spend time in after the wedding, and they've they've recently you know come back, they've cleaned it, updated it, uh, made sure it's not you know been taken over by gigantic spiders or some sort of dinosaur. Um, this is all, of course, post saving the world. Post saving the world, yes. Um, and that's 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 pretty much the wedding. Uh, the wedding will go on for most of the night, actually. Um. I think, uh, you know, we kind of went over uh, Arwen and Fidium having flirted the whole time, so they do that again pretty much throughout the entire party, but I don't think that's a shocker to anyone kind of at all. Um, what would Zer be doing during the wedding after, during the party? Um, he'll be... Um... Alex, I know you have have mentioned that 
that you were um you were going to or Callie was gonna ask about something in particular. So feel free to jump in if you have any inspiration. But um Zara is actually going to be um alone plucking on the harp, but he's gonna be pausing intermittently, looking over all of his friends, but focus on the glass bangle that is around his right arm that was given to him by Leander when uh when he proposed. So just uh fiddling with the bangle, kind of spinning it around his wrist. And then he'll 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 resume playing on the harp some more, providing some background dance music for the crowd and and um, probably along with Finn. So they'll they'll maybe trade off back and forth and while while Zare's not on shift in quotation marks, um he'll he'll be um, examining the bangle and just kind of wondering how the hell Leander learned to blow glass. <laughs> um, Chris, forgive me. I'm forgetting what I was going to ask you about. So what was that? You, you had, you had mentioned when I first brought up the, the glass bangle that you were like, when Callie catches that, she's going to ask about it. Oh, but, yeah. Um, if, if he has, if she doesn't have anything to say that's not a problem. I just wanted to to no, remind you in case. I, much appreciated. Um, I think she would catch it, and then catch the way that Zer's looking at it. And Callisto is a pretty insightful person. I think she would have an idea of what that is. Um, but, but she'd come over and hang out with him for a little while. Dragon cast her along, of course, if he wants. Mm. Just hang. And Zare will nod over to, to, to Finn, where Finn might resume playing his lyre, so that Zare can welcome the newlywed couple to his, his little podium or wherever he's playing you know um and uh well this was obvious just <laughs> um, a bit i uh, Esther looks confused i hate to break it to you caster but um this i think to most of the rest of us seemed fairly inevitable <laughs> Um, in a very good way. Not predictable as in boring or anything like that. Just natural and perfectly fitting. I'm not the only nod. ones getting married. Sorry, go ahead. I said Castor will nod, and there will be something rare that you all noticed in Castor. Is that, well, the rare part is that you've only seen a couple times before, is he is he's not trying to suppress or hold back any of his motions. But even rarer, he is happy. The happiest you've ever seen the man. Just smiling, to ear to ear, happy as can be, having a good time. Relishing in this moment. Caster. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, I just, I don't know how to ask a question or even know if I know what the question is, but... Just do what I get in trouble for, which is saying what you think without a filter. You had no family at your wedding. I did. He'll look to you, look at Finn, the caustic, wherever he's at. And then he'll look to his... to his necklace, with his new holy symbol in it. You're right. You did. I had the best and family anyone could ask for. And and you always will. <laughs> and I am... I am... Uh, I am humbled. I'm, and, and... I am too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then awkwardly joking, uh, he'll turn to Callisto and gesture so this is like an inside joke now so he'll gesture to Callista the same way he gestured to her in the in the in the dressing room and like when he was talking about her looking pretty in the dress and he'll say how can we not be humbled in the presence of such beauty and caster um, will just nod uh not very i can't think of the word i'm thinking of i'm not very much in agreement with you. Vehemently agreeing with you. Lizzo just goes dark. Uh, she's not purple anymore. She just blushes a lot. Um, and like, I feel like because her hair is not hidden or held back by the horns, she just, like her hair falls in her face. She's like, stop, 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 stop. I don't know how to take compliments. Stop. Uh, but thank you. I'm I'm gonna go get some 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 wedding wedding jello. Uh, I'll be back. Bye. And she'll just leave. <laughs> oh, Zareth, what do you plan on yeah. doing after? If we all make it out. Um. Well. I'm not sure when. Eventually. We're taking it slow. Um, but if Callisto hasn't perhaps mentioned it already to you, um, Leander proposed before we uh, before we left Aharaza during the week that we spent. Um, it's... Um, it's not that I'm not excited. Uh, it's just that, uh, well, you know, we've been living in the same house and sleeping in the same bed since we were 18. Uh, so romantically, emotionally, we are in a mature relationship. So nothing will really change with a marriage. And... <laughs> Forgive me, but marriages in Aharaza and, and, and Sunshade 
they're they're different than here. They're more of a they're different. Um, there's a lot more community involvement. It's almost as if the whole town becomes your your bridal party. Um, it's just been that way for so long. I can't remember it. I, I, I can't imagine it being different. I think it's going to have to take some time between Leander and I to find a proper place for all of you, like you found for all of us. Um, you know, there's singing and dancing, much like there is here. Um, procession is entirely different. Uh, in fact, there is barely a procession. Um, well, if you need somebody to officiate and oversee it, I, I'd need to practice a little bit first. I'm more used to funerals than weddings, but actually, with you being able to speak the language of Ormazd and Dagon, you might be a good person for the job. Um, no matter you'll have to learn a few things. I can do um, that. There's a lot of customs, especially with the temple and the priestesses. Leander and I, our our best friend, is is going to be very strict with you. We'll make sure that you know every letter of the the proceedings. <laughs> um. But um, but I think when you meet her, you'll you'll like her a lot. She's fun. Well, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's learning religious ceremonies. Then you are definitely the man for the job. Um, but um, we'll make sure that Callisto doesn't eat all the Jello. Finn's signaling that I'm that he's getting tired and uh. He'll just flip a couple lovers on the harp to to turn it into a new key. And we'll turn back to you and he'll say, I don't want her to eat all the jello before I get to it. I'll go grab you some. <laughs> and Castro will walk past Finn and tap on the shoulder and give him like a nod, ask him if he wants to walk with him. He will. Thanks for everything. I I didn't do too much. We all had our own part in this. You did more than you think. You, Zareth, Caustic, all of you. But you, I wouldn't be the man that I am if it wasn't for you. I think you give yourself a little too uh, too little credit. Do you remember how I was when you first met me? Uh, rough around the edges. A little zealous, but, you know. All of you helped smooth those edges out. Well, to be fair, we all were rough around the edges. So... Let's go get some jello, and on the way you can tell me what you plan on doing next. 
Oh, not too big of plans. Got some, got to talk with Caustic a bit, but I plan to get married myself. If we, if we survive. And I told you, no matter what happens, I'll stick with you and find a way to cure all the people there. I know. I'll make it happen if it needs to be my life's work. <laughs> Your life's work should be making sure that she stays happy. Well, work is... Work is different than pleasure. Not a job Gross. to make Callisto happy. But... And Jace in the back. Gross. <laughs> Uh, we'll figure it out together, but let's, let's make it out alive. We can do this. Uh, oh, I know we can. <sighs> it's just what happens afterwards is what scares me. Me too. Uh, all right. Sarah really wanted some jello. Let's go get him some. Yeah. And she's really taking all that jello. I don't know how one person can eat so much jello. Alright. So, again, that lovely evening will eventually come to the close. You guys will have pretty much a night to yourself as we return the next morning. And that adventure will continue on the ending that we know today um i think now is a good time to start um and now's a good time to start asking questions kind of going over what happened at the end and then after that we'll go into some scenes i'm going to cut this part out but basically that's me leading into giving the world information answering questions etc um so now what we're going to do because i'm going to have to cut that section and bring that in here um, let's go ahead and cover all of the scenes that we want to cover after the story. Okay. Um, I got, I got role-play scenes. I've got one, but it doesn't have to be first, because I just had one. Um, I want to... I want to find Caster's dad. Okay. Um... Listo will go with. That might take... Uh, about three months after the main events. Um, not an easy man to get a hold of and kind of laying low in the town of Blark. Would anybody else come with? Um, three months yeah. after that? Yeah, Sarah would be available and totally willing. Uh, if, if other people are, then yes. Like, I think Caustic views it as pretty personal, but if, like, Caster is asking other people to come, then the Caustic will be there. Uh, Same. Once Caster would do the work to track down where he is, he would ask you guys to come. And it's because he's going to confront somebody that, in his eyes, he doesn't know the story, but in his eyes, somebody you gave him up, like he was nothing. And this new family you have that took him in like he was everything. 
And he wants that family there. Can can Sarah have a quick word with Caster? Yeah. Caster, I don't pretend to have no pretenses. But just have it in mind when we first went to Fertosum and we discovered that it was my mother who was hosting the party. My mother left me when I was six and my dad. I didn't know her reason and nor do you know your father's reason. I'm not saying that it was a good reason. I'm not saying it was a bad reason either, but just assume best intentions. It makes it easier if something does come back and bite you. Um, it's probably not very intuitive. Um, but it ended up working out well in my case. If it doesn't for you, you know that we're all here for you. That's why I want you all there. Then you have us. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. Pack up and start our journey to Blart. Or we could just teleport. Like... Either way, if we want to go teleport, for a walk, yeah. if we want to go for a walk, it's fine. But teleporting might be good if we found out that he's in a place and he's kind of hanging low. It might be good to get the drop on him. Plus, you guys are a legendary guild now that comes with a little bit of fame. Kind of, you know, if people see you rolling into Blarg, like the, the hat's out of the bag that you're there, you know, you might be better off teleporting. We were already famous. People were asking for my autograph everywhere. <laughs> Where? Oh, where was it? That was that, uh... Lorbrum. 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 Yeah. It was the angel guy. Yeah, the angel guy. Everybody was asking for my autographs, and then they put a spell on Uh, Was it me, or was it... The people around me? It might have been the people around you. Um, so, uh, however you decide uh, to get there. I love Lorbrum. It'll be relatively calm. Uh, you guys are coming in. Oh god, it's three months now. So let's see. You guys ended. There we're calendar. So it is the month of. Oh lord, I really gotta make this easier for myself. You'd think I'd have memorized this whole thing by now. I get so more um. Yeah. So it, uh, you guys were in Restorum. That makes it. Uh, yep, Solmorum. Let's see Solmorum, like, say, the 5th. Today is before Caster's birthday. Um, now, the information that you got, um, you know, it's, it's still iffy on, on how, how true it, it fully is, but, like, when you roll up to the location that you were given, um, it's nothing special. Um, and in fact, it looks very uh, simple. Um, 
this person must be some sort of lumberman. Um, there are several trees kind of around the area that have been chopped, brought down. Um, there are plenty of like wood areas that are used to like treat and, and cut and size wood. Um, there is not a large house, a very small, kind of like one bedroom slash kitchen slash living bedroom kind of thing. Um, so it's a small little hut and there are about two goats uh, sitting up front that just kind of look lazily out in the middle of nowhere um, as they graze. Uh, you'll hear kind of like the chopping of, of wood not too far off. Um, and eventually you'll see you'll see a figure around the tree line. Did I learn his name or at least what he looks like? Um, they say that he is a uh, an older gentleman, uh, kind of blonde hair, full beard. Um, a, a lot of them say that they that you know, though he's not like your because of course your father yeah. is a deity. Um, there is still parts that were kind of bestowed um, similar. So you you guys have been said to have kind of like the same nose. Um. So I guess I'll start heading towards where I hear the wood chopping. All right. Um, after a while, you'll see uh, kind of a guy kind of bringing down a tree, and he'll, he'll kind of stop, look to the group. Uh, wood's not going to be ready for another few days. I'm uh, going to file back of the house if you need any. Um, five silver. I have... I have a question for you. Did you... Uh, Did you leave... uh, Did you leave Sandshade a few months ago after your wife passed? Uh, He's just gonna... At this point, he's tried to pretty much go back into work, and he'll, he'll kind of take a stop, and you'll see the axe kind of Levy down to the ground uh, slowly, and he'll turn around. Yeah, yeah, I did. Can I ask why that's important. Give me one second, because I just want to double check something, and I need to make sure. Is the well? Do we still have the server for this game? Yeah, um, it's just titled Incendium Base. Oh, okay, name. okay, okay, okay. I didn't see it, so. I just need to check my notes really quick. And your wife's name was Kalira? Yeah, it was. Is there a reason you know more about me than you should? Is he saying this angrily? Like you're you're touching on his dead wife, um, uh-huh. and he doesn't quite know who you are. There might be a bit of anger, um, you know. He might still have his hand on the axe, like thinking, "Oh God, somebody's trying to come after me for something." Like they've tracked me down. What what the hell do they want? I don't have money, so like he's he's on guard. Um, 
Yeah. You know, if you move from another town and somebody comes knocking on your door yep. and they're like, hey, is this your name? Did you live in this town? Well, is your wife uh-huh. dead? Like, well, I didn't know his name. That's the thing. You never told me that I knew his name. So all I know is what he looks like. Yeah, there's a reason I know more about you than you think I should. And it's the reason that you know less about me than you should. Am I making, you're not making much sense, kid. Calera was my mother. He's just going to kind of nod, lean up against the tree. Sure, you got questions. I do. Why did you send me away? Because we were poor. We couldn't afford to feed you. But the church promised they'd keep you, take care of you. They did, but I didn't have a family. I didn't know what love was until I was an adult and I met these people that are with me. You're my dad and you don't know who I am. This is my wife. I'm not. These are my brothers behind me. I can't take back what I've done. But I didn't do it because we didn't want you. We did it because we thought it was the best option. So that you wouldn't starve or go hungry or die through the first winter. Your mother was sick after that for a long time. And eventually took her. I worked every day to try to pay for her medicine. It still didn't matter. I'm sorry you didn't get what you wanted growing up. But it looks like you got something pretty great in the end. I did. But why couldn't you have just written me? The church trained me. I could have helped mom. The church said that in order for you to learn everything that you needed to know, you needed less distractions. They said that they would tell you about us when you were ready. I expected to see you sometime when you were a teenager. Not a full-grown man. I never was ready. I never got ready because I didn't know how to handle people. I yelled at mom's grave. Sounds like something she'd have done to me. So. Was she a good Took woman? After there. Yeah, she was great. She's a basket weaver. Sold a lot of her stuff around town. She laid flowers into it and spices and scents. Um, she loved it a lot. She was kind. All but killed her having to give you up. 
I want so badly to be mad. But I can't. And be mad. I can't. I can't find it in my heart. It, it hurt not having a family growing up. But like you said, I ended up pretty good. We're heroes, Dad. We saved the world. Oh. You're those guys. And girls. Don't hold out to the, the female of the group. Thank you. You can come by anytime you want. Stay the night. Take an evening, a weekend. I'll build a house in the back so that you and your family have some place to stay when you come to visit. Sorry you didn't have a relationship with me growing up, but doesn't mean we can't have one going forward. If you want. And in the most unlike caster thing, he will walk up and hug his dad. I'll hug back. One of those like sturdy hugs. And anybody who, of course, because he's like, his, his head is on the opposite side of you. He'll give one tear, but it's like that, that manly, like, don't you fucking say a word tear, you know, that, that hidden tear. Um, He's strong, though. Like, that man. Yeah. He's a buffin. Um, oh, so that's, I didn't get that from hug. Dad. Um, we got buff dads. Is, <laughs> is, there, is there anything you need? No, not really. Making ends meet here. Cut and make my own house. I could use more food, though. I'm not a very good hunter. I can, I can get food sent here. You let me know what it takes. I don't want to be a burden. I've got more money now than I did when you were little. So I've got, I've got plenty of money now. Kind of goes with the territory, and I don't know what to do with it. So I'd rather help people. It's what I've wanted to do the whole time since I left Handsome. And who better to start with? Before we leave, because we have lots of things we need to do. I just have one last question for you. Yeah. What's what's your name? That's a good Sorry, fucking Corey. question. Sorry, Corey. Um, do you have a name for him? Am I nope. okay making something up? You're you're perfectly fine. Faster. Badster. <laughs> Durain. Durain? D-U-R-A-I-N. Thank you, Father. I'm, s I'm sorry that I didn't get to see you sooner and that I never got to see Mom. It's not your fault. He'll hand you um, a crystal out of his back pocket. 
he'll take it and look at it. She made that for you before she died. Castro will clutch it to his chest. And he'll nod. I'll, I'll see you soon. You're always welcome here. You and your friends. Thank you. Castro looked back to his... to his family and to his wife. Listo will kind of wave him and the others on. She wants a word with Dad alone. Castro will go kind of like... Pressed his head on Zara's shoulder. Thank you. He'll say to Zara. Go on, Callie. And as the others leave, Callisto will pause for just a moment. Oh. And turn to him and quietly say... You are so, so lucky that your son is as kind and as forgiving as he is. If I were not married to him, I can't say that I would have been as kind. With that said, we're family, you and I, whether we want to or not. If you ever need anything from me, do not hesitate to ask. I know how your wife died and I know how you worked to make ends meet. I don't want you to suffer like that again. Understood? Yeah. Same goes for you. If you need anything from me, let me know. I will. We'll be in touch. There is inside of the house Caster's cradle to the right side of the door. Feel free to take that with you. He'll smile. I was going to tell him in two days. You know, on his birthday. But I'll be back. Sounds good. Oh, oh. no, y'all can't do that to me. <laughs> y'all can't do that to me, man. Scene. Ah. All right. <sighs> Thank you, Corey, for wrapping up my story so beautifully. Yeah. We want everybody to have a good happy ending. We we did great this season. We want everybody to have a good happy ending. No, we did. I just appreciate how much you did with how little I gave you. But that was the point. Yeah. It was me to give you a little so that you could just do what you wanted with it. I really try my best to do it. It's just, yeah. It's, you did it's it. hard to find endings sometimes. You did it. And it. I couldn't have asked for a better one. Thank you. Uh... 
staying on the note, I don't know if this is a scene or a role or a something, um, but two days later on his birthday, uh, Callisto would inform Castor that she is indeed pregnant. That doesn't come without terror, <laughs> um, given the deal that she made. I, what was the deal she made? The deal that she made was if her firstborn child is a girl, that girl is uh, the is taken away by the demon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, uh, you, we can roll if you want, We're but I to. I do kind of like the idea that it opens up for maybe like a one shot in the future if said child is a girl, and uh, the gang comes back together to go kill a demon. Opportunity yeah, roll and sendium two. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> okay, so here's what we'll do. If you want it to be a girl, we can make it a girl, or we can roll for it, make it interesting. Up to you. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to be a girl, but I, I do want to know Max's opinion on this, since you know, couples. I would like a roll, just so All it's right. natural. Cool, let's do it. Uh, what am I rolling, Gory? 1d2, please. Happily. What What is each option? Boy, boy is one, girl is two? Hidden for now. I have it written down right in front of me. Right. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a girl. Mm. Yep. Uh, yep. One was boy, two was girl. Yep. Ha. It's a girl. Okay. By the way, nice crit too. By the way, that's a crit too. Not hard to do on a one d two. Yeah, but hey, gotta love a a nat two. critical failure. This <laughs> opportunity Bye. roll, roll two, baby. <laughs> Let's roll right back into it because we are um, we're only gonna get so much time. Is there any other scenes we wanted to to do? Any epilogue stuff? Um, I've got some. Um, I had uh, something uh, for Zer and Caustic, and this would be about about the two month mark. Maybe a little bit before everything wrapped up with the signing of the treaty. So, like, while they're everybody's still in for Tosin, getting congratulated and decorated and you know all that stuff um caustic having um their scene with their dad um or visitations with their dad and all that so um zara's going to approach caustic in their chambers or something along those lines and um He's going to just open up and, and say, um, Caustic, are you busy? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Jace, are you muted? Uh-oh. No, we're yeah. audible now. You're yep. really low. 
really low, huh? Uh, I cannot fix that anymore. My microphone's sensitivity is cranked all the way up. It's okay, I could probably try to fix is that. Your Discord, is your Discord input cranked? Yeah, they're both cranked. We're, we're cranked too, okay? Jason Statham has died and come back at this point. Like a couple times, I think. Yeah. A couple uh, times been cranked. I... Yeah, I don't know if I can really change that. Um. But, okay, sorry. Uh... Chris, do you want to ask that question one more time? I do remember yeah, it, but do you do just that. want to ask we it can... to start the scene again, basically? Absolutely. Uh, if you want to do a, a, a sync there, um, Corey, feel free to clap sync in a manner that works for you. You're good. We can cut that out. Um, Caustic, are you, are you busy? Uh, no, not today. Been easier the past couple of days, weeks. Yeah, why, why is that? So why, why is that? Oh, Caustic will actually kind of like look confused and like go to explain. Like, oh, okay, yeah, right. Um, what's, uh, what, what you need? Um, okay, uh, well, um, about a month ago, um, that is, about a month after we came out of that extra dimension, um, and my brother was brought back by Thorn, you know, to take the seat and prepare for the signing of the treaty that is to go on, I believe, next week. Now, we have both been keeping track of the politics, even though that's definitely not my forte. Anyway, I knew someone whose forte it was. I had a priest send a message to Leander back in Aharosa, and he arrived in Fertosum today. And I probably should have told you this before. Um, but Leander is actually really good with current events. As you might have guessed by all the information he was able to give us when we were wanted. Um, I was thinking that he might actually be of great use to us. Between me and him, he was always the brains. And I thought that you two would get along well, because of that department. Um, I was even wondering if you thought it would be a good idea if he joined the Brotherhood. Well, I make a convincing case. Uh, and Caustic, you know, probably was like reading or, or writing something when, when Zer came in, so they'll kind of close what they're working on. But, um, you don't have to make an argument for these sort of things. Believe it or not, um, you know the leader of the guild, and you have some connections with them. So uh, nepotism will work in these cases, often or not. Um, so you can just kind of, or 
you know, trading favors, uh, greasing palms. That's, I think, what you typically do to get the leaders to listen to you. Uh, and then Caustic will smile. Of course, if he wants to join the guild, I, I would not oppose that. Um, but he's thank you um, I mean I don't know if thank you is the right word um, you're being oh, kind thank you for that it <laughs> should be noted as well that you have the same amount of authority as me you don't have to ask for my approval you could have just done it and it would have been fine uh mm -hmm. I'm I'm honestly more offended that I haven't that he's in town and I haven't met him yet. That's yes. what I'll say. Well, um perhaps it would be a good idea that the whole guild go to meet him. He's He's staying in Martha's Tavern. It's oh. not Martha's anymore, of course, but um So he hasn't quite reached for Tosin. But we could get there easily enough as guilt, and um, and uh, we can get Callistos and Castors and Finn's opinions. Uh, you can scrutinize him and quiz him. <laughs> sure, I don't. As I said, I don't think an audition process is necessary and now you know what we can iron fist rule this guild you know we have the, the approval of the two guild leaders we don't need to ask those peasants but no we can <laughs> we can for sure ask them we can hey that's approved <laughs> uh and uh it, would it be possible to get a carriage to bring him here or to the city proper uh, so we can absolutely i don't think it would take any longer than tomorrow um uh i i just i i feel awkward i feel like i'm bringing sixth wheel into this but ever since vidium and arwen left the, the, the guilds just seemed smaller well, I think it's one of those uh, you can stop working for the group. I don't know if they'll actually leave. You know, there's their name's still in there. They just are taking a break indefinitely. But uh, let's just go talk to the group and let's make sure that they know and that they can be just as excited to meet Leander as I am. Uh, and Caustic will stand, kind of neatly put the book, align it perfectly to, like, a corner of the desk, uh, like, put the quill up, uh, and go downstairs with Zare to the other room where the rest of the group is uh, to talk with them. Um, hi, everybody. Um, a small announcement to make. It's um, not any kind of grand decision, at least not yet. Um, it would be, if you all agreed. Um, but my fiancé is coming to town, and he'll be here tomorrow, and 
we'd like your approval with him joining the Order of the Pomegranate. Um, I've spoken with Caustic, and like I said, we haven't made any decisions yet, but um, Leander has a set of skills that might be very useful with the diplomatic processes here, with the treaty and everything, and I think he would be of great use to us in navigating those realms. Callisto, you're smiling, but I don't think you're saying anything. I'm surprised you even have to ask, sir. That was basically my exact point. And when when he asked me, and then he asked to ask the group, I... Formalities. The formality is appreciated, but come on. You want me? You want me to welcome him to the group as the speaker of the group? <laughs> um. Yes, actually, I I like that. Um. <laughs> and uh, Finn, you being the talker that you are, it, it, would, it would be nice. I know we didn't really get a chance to um, to, to properly meet him, and um, I believe several of you were actually exiled from our bedroom at one point, so that wasn't... Anyway, um, maybe we can all have breakfast at a local tavern. As long as I don't have to cook, I'm fine with hosting and paying for, uh, paying for the food. Um, I think, I think that's all that's really required for that, um, to establish. That's fine, there is a little bit I want to do. Oh, yeah? Okay, Where awesome. Where are you guys currently located? I would think oh, hey. we're at this point in Fortosum. Like at least that's where Caustic would stay, just to kind of make sure, like first to make sure that a treaty was signed and that there's peace. Make sure make the sure... war you started didn't get out of hand. Look, I will not <laughs> apologize for that. I did nothing wrong. Um, then make sure that Princess Junie slash Queen Junie comes to power, and then kind of like, I think this would be like probably right when we leave like leave fortosum to start doing full adventures i would well, assume once everything's like stabilized fully and we can actually go but like caustic staying to make sure everything's okay at least well before you leave right after you guys have a bit of an event you guys are about ready to walk out of the gate you'll be stopped by a guard um he'll have a crate in his hand and, and he'll say uh uh, who are the leaders of the pomegranate? Grace's hand. Caustic will uh, kind of bow a little bit. He'll uh, he'll hand you a crate. Um, I'm just going to say that and the rest of them can be found near the gates. The rest of... Caustic will just start walking toward the gate. Like... <laughs> Not even, not even gonna wait for those boxes to be checked. Just gonna go to the gate to see what <laughs> the rest of the there's. Are. <clears throat> um, so there are a mixture of crates and bags. 
Um, there's probably at least a solid 18 of them just lined out the front gate. What? I... <laughs> Caustic uh... is looking at Finn, waiting for Finn to do something reckless, like just kind of allowing that to be the gauge. I'm op- I'm opening the closest bag or, or there crate. It is. There it yep. is. <laughs> there is hundreds of letters inside each of these bags. Each one of them a solid request to or to to join the Order of the Pomegranate. Um, these are potential guild members. That's what happens when you become a legendary guild, guys. Uh, uh, this is something for the leaders. And they'll just, well, uh, like, step away. Uh, Cossack will kind of look at everything. Uh, well, I guess I have homework uh, for when we finish, but I would love to go through all of these. I, I'll, I'll do that, gladly. I thought it was going to be, like, letters from people thanking us for saving them. And I was going to get real emotional and touched up. Well, they're mixed in there. They're... Well, some of the adventurers that are hiring are, are people that have also been touched by you through the adventure. So, like, there are people who have started venturing because of you, people who were adventurers because of you, uh, people who were adventurers before you and heard about your story. And so, like, it's it's a mix of a lot of stuff. Oh, I'd like to... Oh, my God, I forgot his name. Oh, this is the worst. Uh, he helped us early, and he helped us when we were in Fortosum, but he never actually signed the guild charter. Wesley. Wesley. I want to make sure he's okay, because I think we tried to talk to him, and we got no response, and he was added to the wanted posters, and I'd like to extend an official invitation to him to join the guild. Um, Wesley, um, for whatever reason, which cannot be found, is not on this plane of existence any longer. After after looking for a minute, because that'll be, I guess, somewhat a little bit time skipped. Like once you know, Caustic settles all of that stuff, all the letters. But after finding that out, Caustic will look kind of bummed. And also, this is very funny. Jace, I like me as Jace have not interacted with Wesley like once. I think I have been sick, or like <laughs> Wesley has not been like just have completely missed that character. And he even when came Ca- back later. When Caustic looked down into the dirt of the forest and saw there was only one set of footprints, it was because Wesley was carrying him the entire time. Because every time Caustic gets sick, that's like a Wesley episode. Like, Caustic gets sick today, it's like Wesley's like, oh, yeah. Oh, but Caustic will be kind of bummed because Wesley was fairly important to getting skill started. So, like, not being able to find him is. I was hoping we'd get, like, thank you notes from the people we saved from the rubble of the building that blew up on top of Jace. That was, nope, I I don't think we saved many people, I think. We saved, no, Caster saved a couple. Caster did, okay, I was hoping, like, Caustic didn't save anyone, Caustic got exploded. (laughs) So, you you guys have probably already received letters from them at some point, um, probably well, but then, like, before the first month. Once you guys were kind of like established they gave you your upgrade that was announced to the people you know your wanted posters got torn down and the information of what happened to the group was fixed within the public eye um you guys probably would have had those within like two weeks 
Esther would keep every single one close to him. Um, I have I have an idea as Zare, and and this would be discussed with the group. So if anybody just like vehemently opposes, let's just say so. But asking Corey, can we appoint Thorn as our spy master? The assassin? Yeah, because he was loyal to us, and now he has no work. He, he was loyal to money. He was, he was not loyal. To, he was loyal to himself. He he helped us because well, we, didn't, we didn't help him. It was self sacrifice. It was self. It was a self saving move. But well, if that if that's your opposition, if you don't want, want but it was my thinking was is that he's he has no work. And if we can provide stable work from him for him, he'd be skilled and he, loyal to that. He's a work. top assassin. He can I don't think he will so, have trouble finding work. <laughs> I mean, you you could potentially uh invest in work for him. What he has done and the letter you'll receive from Sir's mother once everything blows over, is he basically said he's heading overseas. Um he needs to let things on the continent cool down. Until he can return again. A um, couple of people now know he's alive. That potentially may have thought he was dead. Uh, okay. You know, kind of, he was laying low. And then, so like, you could potentially keep in touch with him and, and kind of bring him into the enclave when he returns, but he'll probably be gone for like the next uh, three to five years. Professor's going to keep in touch with people. Uh yeah, I guess Sarah might might keep 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 an eye on that with with Caster to see what Caster thinks as ambassador, like expanding, looking at all the piles and crate or the all the bags and crates. It looks like we might have a few satellite guilds and very much need that extra space in the guild hall. Um, so you, there, there might be for more positions, like official positions. So upon becoming a legendary guild, right? Let's go over what happens with the key. Sure. Because for the first time opening it up, the first thing you're going to notice is that it doesn't open directly to the front door of the guild. It's going to open up to a courtyard. And probably about uh, half an acre past the courtyard is this huge, gigantic mansion. Um, with, I'd say, probably at least 300 rooms inside. Um, there is a large cafeteria area, a training room. Um, as big as this thing can get, this thing is pretty much locked in. The town of Fertosum, um, even though you do you do technically now have property in both Pulpa and Fertosum, will give you uh, a, a small guild hall area. And it's really not going to be much of anything. If anybody were to try to walk in, it is about the size of a closet. Um, but knowing that you guys have this magical item, they give you basically a couple gifts. One, they enchant your key so that it cannot be used um, by anybody who isn't a member. One. And they make it so that the leading members uh, have the right to basically summon it at any time. The hut is literally just a base for you guys opening it up 
and going to your guild. It is the one headquarters. Think of it as like the TARDIS opening up to a mansion inside. Um, it's it's pretty much just a front. Bender's closet. Um, yeah. Why would I? Why would anybody want to live in a closet? Stupid hell humans. Um, but yeah, they they basically just kind of facilitate that that magical item. Um, I think at one point you guys are gifted a flying boat for faster transportation. Though, you know, you have the loot, so that's not really necessary. Um, well, unless anything happens to the loot or something. But, you know, you, you guys are given some pretty decent gifts. Callisto uh, on the flying boat, just for the sake of comedy. Callisto never goes anywhere near the crow's nest and stays below deck like the entire time. Because both times she's tried to climb into a crow's nest, she's been shot. You're not messing with that. That is all. Uh, um, I think one person who might eventually find their way, I'd say this would probably take about five months to occur because he has to do this on foot. And first off, you're going to be surprised to even survive the fucking jungle. Uh, but Tristan will arrive at the door of the guild hall. Yeah. Um, so that'll be an interesting day. Um, Caustic will treat him to like essentially a spa day, like a king. Like coming back, we'll just be like, "Hell yeah, man! I was so worried about you, legitimately." <laughs> we were. <laughs> we we did kind of look for you, but then when we saw that you weren't there, we were like, "Well, it's the whole jungle." Uh, it's not really feasible. Sorry, man. But, oh, so good to see Tristan again. Okay, that actually kind of helps for something that I'd like to to do, if I may uh, request a scene. Um, before the scene, this would probably be, at this point, almost like years in the future, more months. So, like, the next year, a uh, couple months after. But, like, Caustic would have spent time researching the crystal and then taken whatever money they gave, even if they didn't give the full 3000 like even if Caustic didn't get any breakthroughs scientifically or arcane. But, like, Caustic would, if I can have the scene with Finn, unless there's anything uh, before that you want to do, Finn. Uh, yeah, actually. Okay. So, while meanwhile is happening, Caustic is researching the crystal. So, Finn, go! <laughs> this, it'd probably be earlier than all of this. It'd be about the time when they're done with all their business in, in Fortosum. But he would have been sending messages to, to Anastas, making sure she's okay, the town's okay, her father's okay, and, you know, that uh, he's cleaning up, and as soon as he's done, he'll be... He'll be there to, to see her and, and, and talk to her. Okay. Um, yeah, she'll definitely be replying. Um, you guys are going to hear that. Um, well, one, you're going to hear about the regrowth of plants. Uh, the fact that the fishing market is going to kind of start coming back alive. Um, they're exclusively one of the only catchers of uni fish in the area, um, which are incredibly difficult to catch. Fuck them. Uh, but 
But yeah, every once in a while they'll find a few that kind of capture themselves in a cove and can't get back to the ocean. So they'll like kind of spearfish them out. Um, and they'll sell those on the market and they, they sell pretty well. So the, the town will slowly start piecing itself back together. Of course, they're not going to grab whole schools, but, uh, they're able to get a very rare fish that you wouldn't be able to catch really in the wild. Um, <clears throat> she uh, states so, that, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Um, she states that, um, her father has been saving up for the wedding for whenever you're ready. Um, they're kind of figuring out where they want it to happen. And a couple of adventurers have come and started trying to clean up, uh, the Frosta church. However, um, injuries have occurred. Which, uh, with uh, her mentioning that he, he would be messaging his parents and, and, and his brother, letting them know, yes, I'm alive. You've heard a lot of different stories, I'm sure. But long story short, good guy we saved the world and i'm also getting married and there's details here <laughs> but uh, as soon as they're done in fort Tosum, he would he would uh use the liar to teleport back to her and ha uh, have the wedding if if they if if he could it'd probably try to happen in cherryton as a yeah. because cherryton it would be a a festival-like event, as they do all their events. Yeah. Um, they would definitely uh, probably try to, if if you were willing, they'd probably line it up with their first um, kind of uh, pull in from the jib fruit, so you guys would be able to like sell jib or serve jib fruit food for the wedding, and they'd probably. Oh god, they'd probably save like a good 200 jib fruit just for the wedding, free of charge, because, you know, legendary guild, heroes of the world. Um, and, you know, and I think hero from Cherryton, you know, gotta... Yeah. Um, you would get one visit um, from a person I don't think you would fully expect. Um, but it's, it's kind of going to happen during the wedding. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe you went off to grab a drink, and uh, you'll see a very familiar kind of silhouette uh, kind of around a couple of trees um, and they'll kind of like beckon you to the trees a bit you know I do gotta stop doing this but I'd hate not to be the be the stereotype that is not that is me so he'll walk to the, the person beckoning um, so very similar person. You actually grew up with this person in his moment, um, who has a teleport, uh, portal behind him and he'll, he'll just kind of hand over this, um, this kind of package. Uh, it, it's kind of got, um, a refurbished loot inside. Um, it's gold. Actually, it, it seems something very familiar. And when you first started out your adventure, you were after one of these. <sighs> he'd look at it. Without looking up, he, he'd just... Are you happy? 
I mean, he'll nod. Um, he'll explain that after his deal to bring you back, um, he went and did several jobs for deities. Um, these jobs included um, kind of cleaning up certain areas, starting storms in certain places, um, for one, um, which, uh, you know, he might even mention like a, a tornado in the desert kind of situation. Um but as it is, if he continues and he goes back, though he won't be able to be in the mortal world, um, he will eventually, when time comes, take over the mantle of God of Time. So he thought since he was getting something so fantastic that you should probably have that legendary loot that you were after. He's going to push it back to his hands and be like, well, I do appreciate it. I don't think I need it anymore. And he'll look back to like the wedding and he'll see his friends and he'll see Anastasia. He's like, I think what I was really looking for is a place. I never really felt like I belonged here. And I think with them, I think I found it. I thought if I got this, this, this liar, I'd make a place for me because people would, would, you know, know me. I'd be the one who found it. But I think I'm have, I think I have a better idea of where I want to be and what I want to do. And I don't think it involves this. So thank you for it, but hold on to it. Think of it as a reminder of me. Fair enough. And he'll uh, he'll kind of just toss it into the portal behind him, like <laughs> haphazardly, not even giving a fuck. Like if it smashes on the other side, like what so be it. Yeah. Um. um uh, but he'd give you. A, you know, because a hug, because you guys grew up together. And then he would say that, you know, he doesn't really have much time. Um, technically, being that he is, at this point, a demigod, he should not be on this plane. Um, so uh, he has to go. Don't don't forget to write at least sometimes, you know. Just because you're a god, you're not too busy to remember where you came from. No, I, I think I'll find ways to... Kind of come back and see and visit, but, you know, can't really touch mortal plane once I ascend and all. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. <laughs> and the only thing is really I have left would be a, like, it's not really a vow, but it'd be like what he'd want to say to Anastash before he, uh, before they got married. And that... I think that's the last thing he has besides the scene with uh, Caustic. I'm good. Let's do that. The day he came back to her, he would say, "We it, this is a bit of a rush. I mean, I wanted to spend more time to get to know you before we 
before we'd get married, but sometimes you can't control the things, but I want you to know is that you saved me that day when we, uh, in the alleyway. Before I had basically given up on life, I thought I had no real purpose to be here anymore. You you had such this ins like almost inspiration to your soul like it just captivated me and the more we talked and more we the more I got to know you is I knew I wanted to be with you so I will do everything in my power to to make sure that that will be that out that you'll be happy that's it I think she'd have some some vowels to say to um, kind of recalling the first time they met um, not knowing uh, kind of what kind of a person you would be um, wondering you know um, but just some sweet stuff um she knows that the wedding was probably pretty fast, but um, as it was in those times, it was um, kind of hard to say when you're ready to be married. And since her father was there to take care of her and yeah. Yeah. So um, there's only one thing that I think I need from Finn uh, before we end his happy ever after uh, and head to other scenes. Uh, Finn, I need you to roll me a one D two. Okay. Alright, so Finn, um, after about one year, you will also receive a bouncing baby girl. Melody. By the way, I just want to show that I did in fact, write these down. They were <laughs> pre-generated. Um, so, last straggling scenes, guys. Um, let's let's end this out on a good one. Let's do last final scenes we wanted, and then one final goodbye scene. How's that? Uh, okay. As I'll say, yeah, I have the one with with Finn, although. Dust, do you have like an idea for do you want to RP it or did you just want to kind of like express kind of our the, the plan? Because I don't uh, know exactly the RP direction to go. I would say I would do RP because I kinda know how I want it to go. Okay. I'll I'll follow you then if you All right. uh Caustic eventually would you know finish a research and then yeah, for your, your wedding would probably be in town 
I would sure hope so. I can't make it. I hate that place. Oh wait, if it's in Cherryton, that's that's Caustic will definitely be there. If it was in Lorebrim, it would be a be a pretty soft maybe. Yeah, uh, sometime after the wedding, he would he would approach you, and uh, Caustic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Uh, and Caustic will shake hands. Uh, say thank you, thank you. Um, what's your plan for Lorbrum? You you are now the the regent or the mayor now, right? Uh, he well, it's either me. Well, nope, Azul's. Nope, he's not there. So I think it's one of those weird, like, basket corner cases. Not a basket case, a corner case. Yes, uh, although I'm not going to seek re-election and have been mayor in absentia. I have no idea what those words mean. I'm not there. In absentia is while away, in absence. I think, I think Lorbrim can be better. Like... I don't know what you plan, like, if you ever plan to go back, but I can see a a beauty in that place that just needs a little polish. It could turn into something great. I'm sure that I'm the one to do that, and since you're the one bringing it up, I feel comfortable saying this. Um, I think you should take over as the leader of Lorbrim. I don't think that there's anyone else in that town, in that city, that cares as much about it as you, and you're not even from there. So I, I can't think of a, a better person for it than you. And then also, I don't have to come back all that often, if ever. Uh, you're gonna have to come back sometimes, cause I could see this place change. I could see it changing. Might turn into a place where it's a place about for artists. <laughs> I uh, call circle, kind of do that little considering face. You know, I never thought Lord Brim would be the center of art and possibly culture, but if anyone can pull that off, it's legendary performer Finn. Yes, your name and lights. You could call all of people to you. Everyone that has an interest would come to see you, and you, you wanted to teach people art in an academy, then? Yes, uh, that that's more of the uh, purpose. I... I think I'm, t I think I'm done being in the limelight. <laughs> I want well, other people to shine. Here's what I can do, because art isn't really my thing. I can give you some seed money, and I can advise that if you do end up taking any sort of leadership in Lorbrim, that you can get some tax money. Uh, for education that I think would be well-deserved for the town and its inhabitants. Uh, and Caustic will 
pull out however much gold they were given for researching the crystal and just hand it to Finn. Well, I, I appreciate that. Gotta, like, this is only ideas in the works. Gotta talk with the wife and see what she thinks. But I don't know. I think it's time for a change. And I think it's time to also settle down and actually stay a place for a while. Uh, funnily enough, I think it's the opposite for me. I think it's time to wander a bit, find my own way, figure out how things are going with the guild and the future of things. But if you, if it's just in the idea stage now, then consider that a wedding present. Thank you. Problem. I'm going to let you get back to your guests and, uh, I'm going to try to make sure your father-in-law doesn't drink too much, because I'm sure you can tell he gets a little bit uh, rowdy if he's had too much to drink. Yes, and we should also probably keep an eye out for the jello. Oh, well, that's all everyone else. The jello is... Mm. You, you live in Lorbrunum enough, you eat enough gelatinized things. Gelatinized, pickled, <laughs> oddly preserved things. That's all you living in Lorbrum. Enjoy that. Well, the way I'm hearing is thing like the it's changing because cooking is an art. Cooking is an art. Oh, please, please build. Please do this academy. Please teach these people how to cook things in anything other than vinegar. Please. All right, that's that. That's an idea. And you are right. Cooking is an art. It's not just going to be music. It'd be it'd be painting. Glass blowing. Oh, we should name a we should the cooking wing. You could you could name after Martha. I'm sure, she loves the black brick wing. Yeah, the black brick uh, cooking school I like for it. culinary arts. Yes, uh, but uh, I. As you say that, a gentleman walks by sipping on pickle juice. Of course, of course, we got pickle bags at this wedding. Get out of here! Going to start slapping everything out. But uh, I'm gonna. I will actually turn to kind of keep an eye on uh, Anastasia's father, but that's uh, other than Caustic's ending. That's all I have. Yeah, that that'll kind of be Finn's epilogue is trying to work on uh, building Lorbrum to like better, be a be more of a artistic, like for like like I said, a, a place for artist artisans. Hey, um, I, I don't have. Sorry, Max. I was gonna you ask. Go I was gonna say, hey, Alex, do you think <clears throat> this is not like for a scene or anything? But do you think Callisto would be down to part-time teach at the new healing school in Tansom with Caster? Because he would absolutely be down to teach there, and he I... saw what she could do, so he would invite her for it. I think she would be down. Um, I, I think she would try her hand at healing for a little while, uh, and then realize it's not really her specialty. Um, and, but, but she does have a passion for teaching and for being that person. I think she would discover that passion as she worked there. And I think she would keep an eye out for any young druids who are coming up in the world. 
and kind of reach out and teach them what she knows, what she's learned, uh, as her father did for her. But, yeah. That's that. Um, so Finn, um, as a just a little gift to to literally, but also metaphorically, spice up your wedding and and as a as a as a gift from from Zare because Aharaza is probably the closest place to Cheriton than any other place that we visited except maybe Tansen. But um, you played at Aharaza's Temple of the Lily um, while you were while you while we were all there, and Zare as a personal gift to you would have had Aharaza as a town and also the the temple specifically basically um a caravan in a trousseau for you and your bride of colorful silks um perfumes but also um because uh the jib fruit is is traded to Aharaza as well um you you would also get a bunch of like pineapples and mangoes and and wines um to to supplement your your wedding and to just as a gift to the people of Cheriton and everybody that was invited to the wedding and um when that arrives uh Sarah will just give you a pat on the back and says I hope you enjoy I look forward to that school of the arts um I don't think you're not going to be a teacher over there yourself uh, I don't doubt it eventually. But Caster, then, um, I was yeah. gonna say at, at the wedding, Caster would offer because I'm sure in between, you know, defeating a god and everything we did, we gained a level. Um, and it's just for story purposes. Caster would offer to give Finn his real hand back if he would want it, because he has that power now. I think he would decline. He, but not understandingly. Yeah, it's... He, uh, I, I'd appreciate the, the thought, but... Sometimes... Impro uh, your, like, imperfections or... Or things like that give you, give you character, give you more perspective on things. Well, if you lose another one, you can always come back. If I lose another one, I, I think I'm in. I think I'm doing the wrong profession again. Well, happy wedding, Finn. It was beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you for letting me officiate it. Oh, I couldn't. Uh, there, I wouldn't have anybody else. That's real smile. I'll give you a big old hug and then make his way back to his. Wife. So, so I I have um Zer's last scene, which is his happy ending. Okay. Which I have written down in character. But 
I'd like everybody to be part of it voluntarily. Um, so this would be about perhaps two years on the dot after after the showdown. After we almost lost Vidian. And perhaps on that anniversary day, we all meet up in the guild hall in Fortosum. And there is one thing that has been left unresolved. And you all notice that Zare actually has the crystal arrowhead on his necklace again. And he takes it off and he he basically says, like, this is the last existing piece of the crystal on Incendium. And I finally figured out what to do with it. Would you all like to be a part of it? Aster, knowing what it is, and what it means to Zareth in going with his domain. Would he shake his head and give Zareth a smile? Yeah. It's not no blood ritual or anything, is it? <laughs> no, um, but you might be a little bored. <laughs> um, um, Finn, if you would be so kind, and he'll maybe take the lyre off, unless unless somebody's been using it. I imagine we we keep the teleportation lyre in like a on like a statue in the guild hall or something. <laughs> like, uh, so I I hand Finn the 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 teleportation lyre, and it's like if you would be so kind to bring us back to my home, where. My mother is living out the rest of her life. Sure. Everybody ready? Esther will nod. Uh, yeah. So, um, Sarah's going to gather his mother, and they're going to. We're all going to. We're all going to go to the Temple of the Lily, and they have the statues of of, of Dagon up there. I imagine they've also um, either uncovered an old statue, because this probably would have existed in the remnants or somewhere nearby, a statue of Zeal. And, um, but in the temple, in the middle, is that giant glass chandelier. And Sarah's going to walk inside the chandelier, because it's massive, it's like huge-sized. Um, and he's going to take the arrowhead and he's going to hang it on a hook in the inside the chandelier and like hit it in plain sight. And he's going to walk back out and you won't be able to see the crystal anymore. It's hidden amongst all the other crystal and all the other glass and all the candles lit. And he's going to kneel and his mother will kneel sort of um, beside and 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 behind him. And he's going to pull out a piece of paper. He's going to unfold it. And he's going to look up at the chandelier and he's going to start reading. Dear Dad, I know by now 
you have probably moved on, but even if you're no longer in the crystal, I like to think you are still watching us. All of us. Somehow. We did it. I think all of us lost something or someone since I left on my adventure. But even if it was small, I think we all found something too. Thank you for leading me back to Mum. I know she loves both of us so much. She waited 18 years to see you again, but that was too late. But thanks to the love you gave to me during my lifetime, she is about to have another young man in her life, another son. Leander is taking your name, Dad. It was his idea. I finally realized why the last piece of the crystal was shaped like an arrowhead. It was not a piece of a puzzle. It was simply to point the way. I kind of understood from near the beginning what fighting the gods would end with. I did not know if I would survive, but the paths we forged on the way to that ultimate destination well, what the arrowhead showed me was that it was all about the journey, the path the arrow takes. This one came back to where it started. I hope, Dad, that you have found your place among the stars, just as I know you are certain I will find mine in time. For now, though, the surf is calling me, until our next adventure does. My journey has only begun. Love, your son, Zareth. Esther would have kneeled beside Zareth as that began. Cyril kind of like just collapse onto Caster's shoulder. Just put an arm around him and pat him, give him hugs. After that, it would just be like a, a, a ramshackle of hugging mm -hmm. everybody. And, um, and then his mom would probably cook a dinner for all of us at the house. Um, so, so just, so that the Zara's mom cooking dinner for Callisto, Castor, Finn, Caustic, Zareth, and Leander. Um, it's a very, very crowded room. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of love in it. And, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to do for Zare's happy ending is a dinner together with his friends. Uh, so I, I have one for Caustic, but it does extend, if Corey is okay with this, into roughly the next 500 years based on Caustic's lifespan. 
Uh, you a human dog? Uh, yes. My keeper ability at level 10, I age 10 times slower than normal. For every 10 years that pass, I age one year. Caustic is 28. So that puts a good 50 years onto a human lifespan. 500 for uh, Caustic. I, I think for the sake of time, we might want to do mine first. Okay, go then, ahead. Uh, just because mine does not extend 500 years, because Callisto would choose to not level up high enough to get that ability, because she would want to die with Caster. Um, F to Caustic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You chose um, this Caustic. She, I mean, if she did level up high enough, she wouldn't age. Um, and she might stick around for a little while, but not that long. I don't think she'd want to live very long without him. Um, but I imagine, regardless of the situation with Roshin, um, their eldest daughter, Castor and Callie would probably have a couple more kids. Um, Callie has always wanted to be a mom, and I imagine that would continue. Um, she would spend a little bit of time at home, uh, helping rebuild. And then I think she would go back just once a year. She would spend her time with Castor in Tansom. Um, and then once a year, she would find some excuse. And eventually she wouldn't need to make an excuse because Castor would just know, um, to... Say, I'm, I'm going to go home for a bit and visit my family and be with them for a bit. And part of that is true. She goes, she visits Rieka, she spends whatever time she has with Konri, her father. She helps rebuild. But on the anniversary of his death, assumed death, Late in Restorum. She would stop by a tree on the edge of the water, the edge of the Grangle Jungle, that is covered in her own horn vine. And I think she would spend a little time with Arke. Mourn him in the way that she does. He would have wanted her to move on. And so she did. But she never forgot. And she would spend the rest of her life with the love of her life. Whatever time they had together. And die in the knowledge that no matter what happened, she did the best she could. I'll, I'll build off that. I think similarly, Caster would spend a lot of his time at Tansom helping teach others how to heal like he did because it helped him find such an important meaning in his life. Um, others, you know, spend time with his family, with Callisto. Take, take her to see places because she said she always wanted to see things so they could go together and see cool places. Ever the guild called upon them. They'd be there. Um, his zeal and what he believed in changed over the course of the adventure. 
It went from his zealotry against undead and resurrection to his zealotry of the love of his family and his friends. And those that were close to him. Um, and I think he'd live a life being happy. Maybe a bit, well, depending on what happens with the first daughter. Maybe a bit vengeful in some moments. But it's a happy ending. He gets well, to spend it with his family and the person he loved more than anything. Any other final scenes before we get to the big end? Uh, Caustic, yeah, has one. So Caustic will, like, go through those letters, take time to, like, catalog and organize them. And, like, as soon as they get funding and, like, they probably actually did set aside some of the money from the, the crystal billing. They will start, like, bringing all of these applicants to them training auditioning them and setting them up with each other as small little sub guilds and kind of set up as like an advisor for future heroes like they are going to take the time to make sure that like the future generations can be like trained well so it's like anyone that wants to join like like chris said will it'll kind of be like a separate guild that is still like patronized or like sponsored by the the pomegranate brotherhood so like they can still get some doors in but they're gonna work their own way up they can do their own thing and like caustic is just going to for the foreseeable future for up to 500 years barring cataclysms which i'm sure something will happen will try to just kind of be the gentle guiding hand of heroes Right. Well, as that's all going down in time, probably about four years after everything's went down, there will be a letter from Phidium and Arwen to kind of meet up at their place in Sandshade just off the shore. Um, They'll pretty much send traveling crystals for anybody. Uh, that way you guys can have a safe traveling time. Because uh, I'm sure at this point we're all kind of together, but also kind of split up. So traveling, um, you know, all together at once again with the loot is a bit hard. Um, they'll have you guys out for dinner uh, to their place, which isn't, I mean, it's not huge, but it's also not small either. You know, they got a nice courtyard, a little bit of grass. Uh, some trees uh, grown in the backyard, kind of close to the shore. And I would like to end off, uh, as you guys kind of watch the waves hit, uh, the sunset going down, as you guys watch a shooting star shower just outside the back of their porch.
Hi everybody, and thank you for coming back to the final episode, the epilogue. Um, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back for this little extra tidbit. I want to thank Sirenscape for allowing us to use their sound effects and their musics. Um, if you're ever wondering how we get by and are able to do all these special things, uh, go ahead and check the link at the bottom. Uh, and you'll find every sound effect that we use. And honestly, I feel like if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have the sound that we do today. So thank you, Sirenscape. Uh, check them out. Uh, I also want to thank Cobalt Press uh, for the Tomes of Beast Creature Codex. Again, uh, I shout them in almost all the time, even though we don't really have to. And yet, I, I just I like what they do, and I like what they put out. So thank you, guys. Um, thank the cast for everything that they've done, especially these last couple of episodes have been fun, interesting, and just, uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster to be able to finally have these endings for these characters and just all these perspectives of, of great things that the characters have wanted and, and done. It's just been fantastic. Um, if you're wondering about our stream, um, we have more information in the listing below, but we are going to start streaming Season 3, probably starting today, um, whatever you guys are watching. I know EST, it's going to be the 6th at 8 p.m. Um, it's going to be the 7th at like 11 a.m. for Australian time. Um, everything in between, I'm sure you can guys find the time somewhere. I do apologize, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a clock, but um, I hope you guys will uh, stop by. Um, Twitch is uh, Opportunity Roll. Uh, I'm sure you guys can probably find us. It's it's in the link below as well. Uh, anyway, um, I've been ranting long enough. Thank you guys for being here, and thank everybody for sticking by. It has been amazing, and I will see you guys next season, season three. I also want to give a thank you to my wife, uh, Lily. Uh, this season has been rather rough with the baby coming and everything like that. She wasn't able to be part of this season, but she has been there through editing. She's helped keep us you know, together and the lights on and, you know, she's paid for Podbean and, and a lot of the extra stuff that we're doing, the sound effects and, and all that. And it's been, um, rough to, to hear us kind of all enjoying this time, but not really fully being a part of it besides behind the scenes. Um, so I want to give a big shout out to her, um, for editing, for being there at rough nights and late nights when I come in from the games and, and just I'm tired and, and it's been great to have somebody who is uh, just kind of standing there and being there for you. So big shout out, big thank you. Um, I'm sure everybody else in the podcast feels the same way. And I'm sure she would uh, absolutely uh, love to remind you guys to keep your opportunities open. I hope you guys enjoy this last little scene that I put in in World 20 uh, to commemorate the end.
Thank you guys for playing. Are all our kids playing together in the end? Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. We would have brought them. Those who aren't already grown up and doing their thing. Four years? It's been four years! years. <laughs> It'd be... Well, I don't know. We I just all have toddlers. Tieflings. Do tieflings grow faster? Do they grow short? I don't know. No. Anyway, it's but yes, normal if, human if you bring them, yeah, they're probably... Yeah. Um. So I wanted to save this to the end so it could be cut because I'm actually really serious about it, but I knew that jokes might have been made if I didn't have to, if I didn't wasn't able to preamble. Um, but can Zare and Leander roll a d2? Sure. <laughs> because I think, I think they would have gotten a surrogate. Um, so I'll roll. And I, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't want to make a, a joke in the middle of the the recording, but like I knew no one would mean it mean if they there was a joke. But like, yeah, I didn't, I well, didn't want to make it a, a, a you know, I didn't want to make it silly. There are things in the world called birth crystals for families or marriages who can't have children on their own. Um, you give a bit of DNA, some blood to the crystal, and then actually grow a child kind of like in an egg um, through the crystal. So, like, you don't even need to find a surrogate. You just have to get your hands a hold of one of the... So, it's it's, it's a thing. You can do it. I, I think they um, might have considered that, but actually, I think Kiar, the, the priestess who got the information, who is Zara and Leander's, like, best friend, for a little bit of context, something that never got... It's a boy... It's a boy. <laughs> um, something that never got explained was that when so Leander is a foreign is foreign to Aharaza. His parents basically came, and then when Sarah and him got together, they're like they were less than accepting, and they just ditched Leander there. And um, Zara's dad took Leander in to their household. So that's a lot of what the letter was about. Um, but, um, before they got together, Leander and Kiara had been, um, dating. But Kiara was like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> and then she was like, how about you two go together and see what, and then they're like, the oh, old Gator. Yeah. Yield Gator and and so Kiara being both of their best friends and someone who was is essentially chased um with the the temple, I think that would all go down smoothly. So I think she would be the surrogate. I think that would make a lot of sense. Anyways, 